welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we're going to talk a little bit more about prayer. This is something that uh, is on my, my goal list to improve on this year. I'm really good at reading my scriptures and understanding them and studying them and tearing them apart and diving into the languages. I'm not as good with prayer. And so I'm very pleased that this year I've been keeping up a much, much more intensified prayer life as I have in the past, uh, logging it and tracking it and things like this. And then this tied right on into a church I was at, I believe it was the last week's message. We talked briefly about what the pastor talked about as a, a side tangent to the message, the idea of a situational prayer. And then, of course, I'm reminded of this again today because um, I have a friend um, whose mother ended up going to the hospital. And uh, she's a you know a very elderly person who's lived a long, long, good life. And um, for whatever weird coincidence, all of the family happened to be in town all at the same time. And so it's like, okay, what is God's will here? And so I said, yeah, I'll, I'll pray. And then, then we qualified and he got a joke about it because I said, look, I said, I said, I'll, I'll pray for God's will. I said, you know, maybe, maybe she wants to go home and God's ready to bring her home. And he's like that. And so thank you for saying that, he said to me, because so much we find in American churches, you know, somebody's got, you know, a surgery coming up or goes to the hospital. And our first idea is we got to pray that they don't die. Pray to keep them away from Jesus in this sinful world, even if they don't have any ministry left in them. Doesn't seem to make a ton of sense from a Christian perspective. And uh, obviously, we're not praying for death. Not Absolutely not. The woman is a wonderful woman. I know her personally. It'd be so cool if she's around for many more years to talk to us about the amazing stories. She was a missionary years ago. Um, and she just has so many cool stories. It'd be great to have her around for a lot longer. But we also have to recognize that our, as Christians, we need to sit down and we need to pray about what is God's will in matters. Now, the Bible has so much to say about prayer. And rather than going to 15,000 different verses, I'm just going to go out to one small section. And then we're going to talk about this and what the pastor I heard last week talking about and what he called situational prayers. This is from Matthew 6, and we're going to do uh, 5 through 8. When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. When you are praying, do not use meaningless repetitions as the Gentiles do, uh, we'd be like counting a rosary. Uh, for they suppose they'll be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need even before you ask. Of course, we ask for things in prayer because God commands us to. He knows what we need and he's testing our obedience. Are we going to God first with our things or are we... First idea is let's go and ask everybody's different advices before we make any decisions about what we're going to do. That is a question, and that is the type of thing that, that we have to take into account. And so 
what they're doing here in Matthews, he's describing the people, they blow horns before they pray. It's like, they blow the horn, oh, the Pharisee's coming. Let's watch the Pharisee. And then he's, he pulls out his money and extravagantly gives it away to the poor. And then he extravagantly, dear Lord, and all this kind of stuff. They're doing it to be seen by men. They're not doing that because they are like, I need to absolutely, um, I need to absolutely, uh, uh, experience God's blessing. God says, no, you got your reward already. Your reward, hey, you wanted to have attention. You got your attention, but don't think I'm going to give you anything else. And that's the thing. We need to approach prayer in that type of approach, quietly, honestly, with devotion, dedicated. It's like a relationship. You know, we talk about people falling in and falling out of love. Hogwash. Love is a commitment. It's a, a choice and a decision. It's not something that you just do on a whim. I think you're confusing love with passion or lust, okay, which does, which is an emotion, and it goes back and forth, all right, and that's the case. So this fast forwards or maybe rewinds a week or so hearing the pastor talk about what he called situational prayers. And what a situational prayer is, he's describing in Acts, I think it was Acts 27, 28, somewhere in there. He's describing the shipwreck. And so the ship is about to run aground there near the end of Acts and they all pray up to their gods. Oh, God, save us. Well, these people, I mean, it was their last thing. The last thing to do. I don't know what else to do. Let's, all right, we don't, we've run out of every solution. That's, let's pray to God, see what he does. It's the last resort. And that's where Americans' prayers tend to lie more than anything else. We don't sit down on a regular prayer life with this deep devotion. God, teach me everything I need to know. Teach me all these different things. Teach me all these elements. We don't get involved in all of that as much as it's uh, we got to pray for uh, Sister Sally's liver spots, and we got to pray for Brother Bob's uh, travel mercies, and we got to pray for um, all these different elements. These are not things. These are like selfish prayers. They almost fall in the line of, of uh, James chapter 4. You ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend it on your pleasures. Now, obviously, God does tell us to bring our needs to him. And so if you're out of a job or you have an accident or, or you have some weird medical condition, obviously, yes, we want to pray, but we have to pray for God's will in the circumstance. What is it we can learn from God's will? What is it we can learn from uh, all the different elements that we see? These are principles we have to keep in mind. And so as we are living our life, we have to see prayer as a regular communication and commitment and dialogue with God, not just a cosmic vending machine and bad things happen, God, make all those bad things good. Well, maybe God would like to give us a little bit of perse uh, perseverance training, right? Consider it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that testing of our faith will produce endurance, endurance of its perfect result that you may be complete and perfect, lacking in nothing. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. All right. And so maybe the situations that are happening are God getting our attention to turn back to him. Maybe the situations that are happening is the fact that bad things happen in the world. Ultimately, though, what our task is, is to turn to God and say, God, help us in these matters. God, show us what we should do. God, be with us. 
as a regular dialogue, as a daily thing, not just as you hear about something and not just to take all those bad medical things and turn them all good. No, stop having situational prayers, which are little prayers that happen because we find ourselves in circumstances. In other words, taking from the the page books from your latest self-help guru, maybe we should look at it in this perspective, okay? Are you being uh, are you being reactionatory? Or are you being proactive? Okay, so if I'm being proactive, I'm engaging in a regular prayer conversation with God on a daily basis, and then as things come up, we add them into our conversation. Versus a reactionary life, and as a reactionary life, all we do is bring to God the things that happen to us and the people we happen to know. These are those things that we need to keep in mind. Don't have a life that is so situational. Allow the situational stuff to build into your regular prayer life because it is important to have. But at the same time, what we don't want to do is we do not want to turn our whole life into praying simply as a reaction to things that are happening. We don't want to do that. We want to have a regular commune with God. So with that, we're going to leave this daily walk here. We did send out a newsletter last week. If you thought you were on the list and you did not receive it, you either got bounced back or you didn't uh, click that uh, double opt-in. I think I have it set to rerun again for any new subscribers. So you can head on over to the website, rwalkingchrist.com. Fill in the information there, uh, name and email address, and then we're going to send you an immediate link back. Check your spam folder for that. Set that on a safe sender list. And then hopefully you will get that email. If you're still not, let me know and we'll see if there's anything else we can do about it. With that, thanks for watching, everybody. I hope you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.